Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran and we're talking the Broncos season finale against the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday at Empower Field. And of course a whole lot more than that as this is a meaningless game for the Broncos all except for trying to spoil Casey's bid at the number one seed in the AFC. Was there any hope in last week's games against the Chargers? We'll break that down. Why are the Chiefs rolling aside from that tough loss to the Bengals last week? Vic Fangio's future, of course, the hot topic of this week and last week. Case for, case against, we'll go into that and for the rest of the coaching staff as well. And then Drew Locke, 0-2 through his first two starts. He's getting another start here against the Chiefs. With Bridgewater season done, he's on IR. We'll discuss his case for the Broncos going forward and perhaps other teams he might be auditioning for. Again, this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. So Ryan, were you surprised from the results at SoFi Stadium, the utter butt-kicking the Chargers put on the Broncos? No, I wasn't. And uh, what I was kicking myself for was not turning in a new pick for the paper. Um, I thought I told somebody uh, before the game, I said, hey, you know, this smells like, you know, 34-10. Well, it was 34-13. And the Broncos were just completely overmatched. I mean, had they had a full roster of available players, this was still going to be a tough game because the Chargers still have everything on the line. They played like it. And I thought the Broncos did a nice job against the run game, held Eckler in check. But so they just started throwing to Eckler. And that's how they got some of their big plays. As far as on offense with Drew Locke, I mean, this is sort of the bar. We could get into Locke a little bit later, but just real quick, this is this is what the bar has become for Drew Locke and the Denver Media Mafia. He doesn't turn it over, thus he's doing awesome. That's not that's not, that's not how quarterbacking works in pro football. And that's we the last two about. weeks. The last two weeks, that's kind of been the narrative, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, we get to Locke later, but yeah, it's it was. Uh, to me, it was as, as expected uh, result with the Chargers, you know, thumping the, the Broncos. Again, this is the first Orange podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com and at SI Betting. Let's take a listen in to a word from our sponsor. Nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports. It's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one and why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game. Teams can be beaten, but true fans are invincible. At Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, we get that, all of it, because we love sports too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sportsbook on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sports book only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sports book by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Again, this is the First in Orange podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran bringing you analysis here. Back to the show. What's going on with these Chiefs, Ryan? I mean, they reeled off eight in a row. Of course, they had a little stumble against the Bengals with a last-second loss by way of a field goal. But Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they're surging, even as Joe Mixon goes on the COVID list this week. These Chiefs, in my mind, 
I know a lot of people are high on the Titans, but I think KC is still the favorite out of the AFC. What are your thoughts on just how things are coming together with the Chiefs and especially on that defensive side of the ball where they looked very, very vulnerable early in the season? And on offense, Mahomes and co. cleaning things up, cleaning up the turnovers and finding that chemistry with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, etc. Yeah, um, I would agree. I think the Chiefs, uh, even though they'll probably be the number two seed, I, I do think they're the favorite in the AFC. Tennessee's getting Derrick Henry back. If they beat Houston, they're the top seed. The Chiefs won't be scared going into Nashville. It, you know, while, you, while you mentioned the Bengals, they're damn good. They're good. Um, it, it shows what the Broncos secondary is, is they held Cincinnati to 15 points here. They're basically the only team to slow the Bengals down recently. So, and just that one they, big play that they, yeah. they allowed. Yeah. Yeah. So Bengals are good. Um, as for the Chiefs, uh, their last nine games are 8-1. They are third in scoring, fourth in yards, first in takeaways, first in turnover differential during that stretch. So they flipped the script on their season. The one thing that jumps out at me is they're averaging 18.4 points per game in the first half. That's like a game for the Broncos. So, I mean, they got their firepower back. The thing is, they're always going to give up yards as a defense. Their metrics are never going to be good in, in that category because they get ahead and teams throw it. And the and Chiefs are basically saying, you can complete 10 passes for 75 yards. We'll let you do that. We're not going to let you complete two for 80. So, uh, this Chiefs team has won 12 in a row of the Broncos. And think about this, Kyle. You know, look this up. This is an all-division schedule, week 18. The, long, the second longest streak amongst division teams after 12 with the Chiefs or the Broncos is five. That shows you the domination that Kansas City has held over the Broncos, regardless of the coaches, the quarterback is, the coordinator is. They are just, uh, they're just better, and then they're back rolling again. And checking the numbers, you mentioned that 12-game winning streak by the Chiefs or the Broncos. That's the longest losing streak to Kansas City in team history. I was just looking it up for the scouting report. Denver lost 11 in a row from 64 to 69, and they started really poorly just in the first 15 years in general. But the longest streak, and it could extend to 13 here on Sunday. All signs pointing to that, Ryan, with the 9.5-point underdog that the Broncos currently are. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Again, this is the First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com on Twitter, at SI Betting. So what about Vic Fangio's future, Ryan? Obviously, it's the big topic this week. It's been the topic since the Broncos were officially eliminated last week, since they stumbled in Las Vegas to send their playoff hopes basically down the drain. And Vic Fangio, you know, he said, hey, the staff deserves another chance, but, boy, it's been some gloomy Zooms with Vic and Pat Shermer, particularly the last couple weeks, What's your feeling as the Broncos go into the season finale again on Saturday? So firings could come as soon as Sunday morning while the rest of the league is still playing. What's your sense on the timetable if there's a move and will there be a move? Well, I think the timetable will be Sunday either way. Um, you know, if they retain Vic Fangio, I think they'll announce some staff changes because that's the only way you can justify keeping Vic. If George Payne, the general manager, decides he is going to fire Vic, I do think it'll be Sunday as well. And you can start turning in permission slips and start that process. And, you know, they're going to have to wait for a couple candidates. You know, those who are in the wildcard round, they're off limits until after their wildcard game. A guy like Nathaniel Hackett from Green Bay, his team has a first-round bye. He can visit with them uh, during, that, during the next week. So 
what's going to be fascinating is if if Peyton does make the move on Fangio, is what's he looking for? Offense, defense, you know, CEO type, play calling experience, head coaching experience. It's going to be a guessing game from from, from our perspective until he starts, you know, requested interviews. But you know, in terms of Vic, is two two statistics jump out if, if they if the Broncos do move on from him and. The first one is he's coached 48 games. In 29 of those, his team has scored 20 or fewer points. They're 3-26 and 26 in those games. You're not giving yourself a chance every week in this league if you're not scoring more than 20. The second one, which I think is just as damning, is he's had five losing streaks of at least three games. That means whatever's happening on that staff in terms of adjustments, lineup changes, motivation, it just hasn't happened where they can stop the bleeding so to speak, and stop the tidal wave, so to speak. So I think uh, those are a couple of key factors. I mean, trying to get a feel for what Vic was talking about on Wednesday, what was his demeanor? It's tough on Zoom. If it was in person, I probably would have been able to get a little better tell. But he's been through this before. He's been fired before as a coordinator. So he's going to say, you know, bust your butt, get through Saturday. That said, I don't think the result of the game on Saturday plays any bearing in George Payton's decision, and nor should it. Well, Ryan, we talked about the 12-game losing streak to KC, but 5-12 and 12 against the AFC West over the past three years. I mean, is that reason enough for the pink slip there? Yeah, and, and here's the other thing. is like you're, you're 0-5 uh, against the Chiefs. The, the, the record against the Raiders, 1-5, is so bad because this is, this is not exactly a Raider juggernaut. Neither of those teams, the first two years, Made the playoffs. Right. This team is playing for a shot. So it's not like they were the Chiefs, where they're just better than the Broncos. So the, I mean, was it the, a combined, uh, you know, one in ten against the Chiefs and the Raiders, based you know the two chief rivals of the Broncos. Um, if the Broncos do decide to keep Vic and make other changes on the staff, which is what they would have to do, it's a tough sell to this fan base. It's not our job to sell it. It's our job to report it. But I will be answering questions from readers saying why, and it's our job. It'll be our job to provide some answers. And this is the first Orange podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into sports since 1954. That's over 65 years of sports insights and knowledge, and six years before there is pro football in Denver. While other sportsbooks know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built with a combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sportsbook for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And it's a perfect time to get your bet in on the game right now. All the final regular season action across the board at Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SISportsbook.com. We're going to be going over a couple of these right now. And I mentioned the Broncos plus nine and a half earlier. Well, that needles has moved a little bit, and it's moved up for the Broncos. They're plus ten against the Chiefs, according to our friends at SI Sportsbook, and that over under over under forty four point five. So ten point dogs in the season finale. I bet you there's going to be like fifteen twenty thousand no shows. It'll be great, Ryan. What are your thoughts on that line and the the point total as well? Um, the line, if it holds at 10, it would be the biggest for the Chiefs in Denver in at least 30 years. Think about that. Uh, I'm a little surprised it's that high uh, because the, the, the last couple of games, the, the Chiefs have scored one offensive touchdown in the last two games against the Broncos. But um, I, think the, I think the Chiefs are going to flex their muscles. They have a lot to play for, um, and I think they're going to cover. Um, 
and uh, I'll go 34 to 20. And that, so that would, I think the over is going to clear it. And this is the first orange podcast brought to you by SI Sportsbook, SI Sportsbook.com, running down some lines available on the site right now for the week 18 NFL action. And another big one within the division playoff odds, huge implications. Chargers, if they win, they can get into the playoffs. Chargers minus three at the Raiders. Yeah, that's a, that's a game of the week. That's why I got moved to Sunday night. Winner take all. Here's the only caveat. Is it, we'll get to the Jags in a second. If the Jaguars beat the Colts, both the Raiders and Chargers can make the playoffs if they tie. So, But they're not going to take a knee for 60 minutes. But So let's <laughs> just say this is a winner-take-all game. Um, I like the Chargers. Uh, excuse me, I like the Raiders. Excuse me there. I think the Raiders at home, they're going to have a lot of fans there. Uh, obviously coming from California, but I think Las Vegas uh, gets it done, and they're going to they're going to obviously win straight up, so they'll cover. 49ers plus five at the Rams. What do you like about that one? An interesting game too. Um, I, I like the Rams. Uncertainty at quarterback Garoppolo or Lance because of the injury to Jimmy on the Niners side. I think the Rams are trucking along pretty good right now, uh, and so I pick the Rams to win, and they will cover. And then one final one, Colts minus 15 and a half at the hapless, Urban Meyerless Jaguars. Yeah, uh, this is how, here's the thing. The, the Jaguars have beat the Colts six straight times in Jacksonville, which shows you that either the Colts were bad or they just overlooked the Jags. Covered a couple of those games. At least two of those, yeah, 16 to 17. Uh, no, 17 and 18. And so, but this Jaguar team is... This, this Jaguar team is worse than any of the six teams I covered, and one of those teams went 2-14. Wow. So I think the Colts are going to cover, and they're going to clinch this playoff spot. Is Jonathan Taylor going to run for, like, 400 yards or what? Well, I would say he's going to run for 125 because he's not going to play after the middle of the third quarter. First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. If you've tried other apps, you need to try SI Sportsbook and get the true fan experience Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sportsbook that wrote the book on sports. So back to the football analysis here to close the show. This is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. We talked about the coaching staff and we touched on Drew Locke a little bit earlier in the show. Let's come back to number three here again because he talked on Zoom today, Wednesday, about his future here. He said he deserves a chance, he, he believes, to be the starting quarterback in Denver next year. He's still under contract, final year of his rookie deal next year. But what do you think, Ryan? I mean, it seems we've talked on this podcast before. You, you think that he's not in George Payton and Co.'s plans for next year. I imagine many fans would be disappointed to find out if he is in their plans for next year, uh, especially if, it, if, if, more's, if anything more than a backup. What do you think he's shown through these first two, two games as a starter here in 2021-22 now? And anything left for him to, to show against these Chiefs? I mean, if he can pull a win... Does that help his case for the Broncos or any other team going forward? Um, I think the most, two most likely scenarios for Drew this coming season in 2022 are, let's make it three, no, let's go two scenarios. A backup here or a backup somewhere else. Uh, could he be part of a package to get a veteran quarterback? Sure, but it won't be the key piece for obvious reasons. Uh, what has Drew done well the last two weeks? You can see... He is not afraid to throw it downfield. Uh, and he's throwing it with some accuracy. Okay, that's good. Uh, 
he hasn't That's really all I can say. he hasn't really been helped out by some drops some um yeah. wideouts yeah. falling down this last week i mean yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton slipped. I mean, Derwin James. There's a reason why safeties play safety and not receivers because they can't catch. I mean, come on. Uh, but if you're Drew, let's get through this game. If I'm Drew Locke, my goal going into the Chiefs game after obviously trying to win the game is just don't have a train wreck. Don't go into the offseason with a bad taste in your mouth, bad tape for others to watch. So, uh, so I don't think he's in the Broncos' plans as far as being a starter. I, I, I think that'd be a tough sell, or else they should have done it this year. But uh, but I think for him, it's it's good to get uh, three games of starting experience after watching the whole season. Again, this is the first Orange podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. So, Ryan, you gave your prediction earlier, and let's go back into that real quick. You got the Chiefs 34, Broncos 20. Break that down for us as the season ends in doom and gloom. Yeah, uh, I think the dam is going to burst. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a great game. They're going to say, hey, they take care of business. They can keep their hopes alive for number one seed. At the very least, they've clinched the number two seed, which means two home games. No buy, but two home games. So I think uh, – and here's the other thing. This Broncos secondary is banged up. Preem Jackson's on IR. Uh, Sertan did not practice today on uh, Wednesday as we record this. So uh, they may be able to sort of – pick their targets every, every on every play, and I, I think the Chiefs roll. And I think the big number is to see, to see that no-show kind of you mentioned. Uh, I think there'll be some Chiefs fans here, but I think a lot of Bronco fans are saying, we're done. Yeah, Sertan dealing with that calf injury, like you mentioned. We'll see how that affects him on Saturday. If he does play, K-Jack's out, so Caden Stearns is going to have to step in there. Uh, a rookie lo- safety alongside Justin Simmons on the back end. So I'm with you, Ryan. It's going to be a demolition derby. I got Chiefs 31, Broncos 13. Messi ending to another awful season. Mahomes is going to throw three TDs at least. And Travis Kelsey and Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are going to be yucking it up and laughing on the sideline in the fourth quarter as the Broncos finally get their garbage time touchdown. So that's my that's my uh, doom, doom and gloom prediction for the final game of the season. So, Ryan, before we go here, did this season pan out like you thought it would? I know you predicted not to for them not to make the playoffs but was it worse than you thought as bad what was overall thoughts it was brought to me this was brought to my attention sunday night by a colleague your seven and ten predictions looking pretty good now isn't it i forgot all about that uh i'll have to go back and see how many of the games i actually got right but uh it is playing out in one respect is when the season started, I had a real tough time figuring out how this team was going to score points. That has turned out to be the case. Still fair, um, still having a tough time. And Melvin Gordon, too. Andrew Locke. They're all wondering. Yeah. So so that part is right. I thought they'd be good on defense. I thought they'd have better pass rush than they have. I thought they'd have more interceptions than they have. But this is sort of playing out. I mean, they're, I mean, they're middle of the road. They, they, they tease you one week and then they turtle the next week. So in that respect, uh, I, think you had, I think you had eight and nine, right? No, nine no. I, I think I was a little more optimistic. Yeah, I think I had nine and eight, and I think I had them going to the playoffs kind of in a, a la Vegas or Los Angeles Chargers kind of, you know, get in, sneak in the back door yeah, kind of way. Yeah. But And they could have done that if they hadn't had those, you know, a couple letdown losses, Eagles game especially. Um, 
But then, of course, they had some of the wins that we didn't expect. The tr- first Chargers game, the D- Dallas game. So we're like, what? to me, the Dallas the Dallas win was the most unexpected win. But if you look back, if you're right in the, the obit on this season, it's they they destroyed Dallas, and then they come back the next week. Philadelphia runs right over them going into the bye week. And then, so, okay, that's one game. And then the other game to me at Cincinnati. You give up 15 points at home. You have to find a way to win. You know, I'm not going to blame Drew Locke for the loss because of that red zone turnover. Even though a touchdown would have given the lead, I don't want to earn the scorn of a certain media member. But I'm going to say it. I mean, as somebody from the Broncos said that night, well, you're not wrong. I wasn't wrong. So, Philadelphia and Cincinnati, those two home losses, those were really the turning points of the season. If you win those two, you're right in the mix right now. And this has been the First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for coverage of Saturday's finale against the Chiefs and, of course, coverage going forward into the offseason. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. Perhaps the last of Vic Fangio's tenure and most certainly and hopefully the last of Pat Shermer's tenure as offensive coordinator per our discussion just now. But again, DenverPost.com slash Broncos. Appreciate you listening in. And until next time, folks, take it easy.